You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. All right, everyone, back with more from the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hrisadulu. It is March 1st, 2022, and today I am continuing on with my Best of Free Agent Fits series where I am talking each and every single one of the 32 teams in the NFL and going over some guys that I think would fit really well and I would like to see these teams go after in the free agency market. Today, we're talking the Bengals. They got $49.2 million in cap space, and they just came in second place in the NFL. You make it to the Super Bowl, and you have this much money to spend to try to run it back. Talk about an excellent situation for Cincinnati. They've got a ton of young playmakers, and they should be definitely looking to add on to this roster to improve and essentially try to run it back and win that AFC North and potentially push through the playoffs for another Super Bowl appearance again so my Bengals fans hit that like button hit that sub button make sure you are checking out all the other videos i got going on like i said if you're interested in some of the other teams i'm talking about i'm doing all 32 teams this is my fourth video now so let's get started first guy that i have listed here i have one for offense and one for defense for the Bengals. the first one is more of an obvious one it's been talked about up and down, back and forth, all season long because Joe Burrow was sacked, I believe, 70-some-odd times, including the playoff games this year, and that is not a recipe for success when you have a franchise quarterback, but somehow, against all odds, the Bengals still found themselves in the Super Bowl anyways. My first fit for this team that I would like to see them go after, if he becomes available, and you're going to hear me say that a lot in this series because we're still far enough out that some of these guys might end up getting signed before free agency actually kicks off, but... Based off of the money situation for the team he is on, it would definitely not surprise me if he made it into the market. I would like to see the Bengals go after offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. You sign him to a long-term deal, too. This is not like a get him for two or three years. No, like you sign him five, maybe even a six-year deal. You lock him in and you lock him down for the you know the rest of his late 20s because he's already, what, he's 25 going on 26. You lock him down the remainder of his mid to late 20s and into those early 30s where he should be his most dominant Orlando Brown, since he has been in the NFL, has been a premier tackle. Whether he's playing the left side or the right side, he can do it both, and he can do it both effectively. So the versatility, one, is obviously a big plus. And then two, you know, however things kind of shift out with the offensive line there, and since he, you can decide, you know, okay, we want this guy paired up with Brown on the right side or this guy paired with Brown up who's going to be on the left side. It helps fill one of the bigger needs on this team. They had Riley Reef, who unfortunately went down late in the season. I don't know if maybe having Riley Reef changes anything for them through the playoff push. I've always respected Riley Reef and thought he was a better offensive tackle in the league. We'll have to see how he fares coming back next year and if the Bengals even opt to bring him back. But I think that Orlando Brown just makes a ton of sense. You have a really young core of players over there in Cincinnati at the skill positions and everything like that, Burrow and whatnot. You know, we don't, we don't need to repeat everything we've been hearing since the Super Bowl. But uh, between that and, you know, I, I'd understand, you know, some people might hear me say this and think, well, why not Teron Armstead? Like, he's the number one tackle. They have the money to afford him. I like the young nucleus thing that they got going on in Cincinnati, and I would like to see this team kind of grow and age together as a unit, and I think Orlando Brown fits that mold a little bit better. He still has youth on his side. You bring in Teron Armstead, 
two, three years, and then you kind of revisit it to see where it's at. And I don't really think it would happen, but there is definitely the possibility that, you know, Father Time catches up to Armstead in a couple of years, and maybe he's not quite as effective, where someone like Orlando Brown Jr. should be just scratching the surface of his prime right about now or in the next year or two. With that in mind, you think of what Casey's dealing with cap-wise. They're probably not going to be able to re-sign him. They only have about $11 million in cap space or so at this current moment. Do I think that they're going to be able to bring him back? There's a potential for it, but I think that there's going to be a cap casualty or two in terms of not being able to re-sign someone because they do have a few guys up that are important pieces who need money if they want to stick around. So I could definitely see Orlando Brown Jr. being a guy that does end up getting let go. And again, you built an excellent young group over there in Cincinnati. While you can just go for the Teron Armstead guarantee type of guy, and odds are if Orlando Brown Jr. is not there, I would say Teron Armstead's definitely the number two guy I would slot into this spot. But if you can get Orlando Brown, who's young, to grow with this team here, that's definitely the play in my opinion. And again, like a five, six-year deal, you should be locking him down for the, the majority of the you know his youthful years in the NFL that are remaining. The second guy that I have labeled here for the Cincinnati Bengals, and this time we're looking at the defensive side of the football, is going to be one that might be a little bit of a surprise for some people, but I've always been high on him. And despite the couple of years of injuries where he missed a handful of games and did not get to play to the level that I thought he was going to play at based off of his rookie campaign, linebacker. Leighton Vander Esch of the Cowboys. It sounds to me like he's the odd man out over there in Dallas. He's a free agent. If you're signing him, it's on like a one, a two year, and depending on how confident you're really feeling about his health, maybe pushing a three-year deal. Now, you're probably thinking, well, why? We have Logan Wilson. We have Jermaine Pratt. Well, the Bengals were on a 4-3 defense, and the middle of the field struggled a little bit. Leighton Vander Esch, his first year, was a pretty solid coverage linebacker, and he was a great linebacker overall his rookie season. The next couple of years obviously get derailed because of injuries, and when he finally gets to have another full season this past year, we start to see the flashes of the guy that we were introduced to back in 2018. I'm betting on him coming back and being the guy that we all expected. There are guys that are injury-prone, and then there are guys who just have an unlucky string of injuries for a couple of years and then they come back and then they resume their career and you know it, you wash your hands with it and it it, it, it it was what it was that's kind of how i'm thinking it goes for Leighton vander ash i don't think he's injury prone uh and on top of that you're bringing him in not to be the guy but be one of a handful of linebackers in Cincinnati. Like I mentioned, you have Logan Wilson, who's considered one of the better coverage linebackers in the league. You also have yourself Jermaine Pratt, who's no slouch himself. You pair Leighton Vander Esch in there as the third guy to top off that 4-3 defense there in the middle of the field, and you have a legitimate group of guys. I don't really think the defense needs a ton of work, and that's why I have Vander Esch marked out here, because he's not going to be a massive expense, but he is definitely going to be an upgrade for this defense to help shore up that middle of the D that tended to be the big reason for as to why the Bengals would let offenses move was because the middle of the field tended to struggle a little bit, especially in pass coverage. If you look at the numbers, you'll know what I'm talking about there. I did a whole thing on this in the preview to the Super Bowl. Now, again... You're not spending a ton of money on him. He's a fit for the 4-3 scheme that they have there. You pair him with Jermaine Pratt. You pair him with Logan Wilson. 
again, you sign him for a one, maybe two-year deal, and I don't expect him to command top dollar. I don't want to see the Bengals spend all of this $49.2 million. They need to save a fair amount of this money going forward. I know that they just ran it to the Super Bowl, and everyone thinks, oh, well, look at all this money. We got to spend, we got to reload, and we got to make our team better so we can make it to the Super Bowl again. Pump the brakes for a second. This team is this good because, one, you have very talented players, but, two, you have very talented players on rookie deals in a lot of important places. Chase is a rookie deal. You have Higgins, also a rookie deal. You have Burrow, also a rookie deal. Those are three really big guys who are going to command a lot of dollars in a few years that you need to be able to re-sign. I think the Orlando Brown thing makes sense to me because you want to bring in a guy that is a premier offensive tackle to be able to protect the blind side, and I would expect Orlando Brown to be the left tackle guy for the Bengals should he get brought in. And then a guy like Leighton Vander Esch to help just upgrade a unit that's already pretty good to making it very good. That's the way I kind of see the Bengals in the free agent market. Not spending a ton of money because you have to remember what's going on in the future contract-wise, but spending money on a significant position in a significant area of need, and then also going after something that can help improve a defense that, hey, held the Rams to 23 points in the Super Bowl and had a pretty good showing in the playoffs as well, shutting down some very good offenses. That's what I think. I appreciate you all for watching. Bengals fans, let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Who do you want to see the Bengals go after? But that's it for me. I'll see you guys next time.